Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined, as always, well, I guess once again, by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, you uh, you decided to spend your Sunday not working at all. You said that, you know, I you needed me to do the podcast because you're just sick of, of working and that you needed a day off and you weren't doing anything else other than playing Dungeons & Dragons or something. Whatever, whatever it is you choose to roll with there. Uh, how are you doing now, though? You know, feeling rested, Anthony, because I definitely did not do anything yesterday. I was very not busy and, you know, not occupied at all. Uh, cool. All right. I'm, well, I'm glad it. I'm glad that break served its purpose. Then I'm, I'm just feeling angry. feeling refreshed as hell. <laughs> I am so bleeping refreshed right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't until you started talking. Um, all right. So today's show. We are going to talk – we are going to continue some of the conversation that we, I had with Adam on yesterday's show about Brandon Ingram. We are going to talk about Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Harrison, I think, is asking a really interesting question about him. And then finally, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about Randall, Kuzma, and Ingram in a way that kind of ties those three guys together. So before we get to that, make sure you're following the show on Audioboom, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break. Lakers Nation, Lakers Outsiders, Alexa, and Spotify. Use those promo codes across all of those uh, kind enough to sponsor us. Please continue to support those guys. And uh, also look out for a change in where you can find us. I think this is supposed to happen at some point this week. We will, as always, keep you as up-to-date on that as we possibly can. Uh, really excited about that uh, about that development, though. It's, it's going to be good for the show. It's going to be good for, for everybody. All right, so let's talk about Kyle Kuzma. Let's start with the question that you had that I think is an, is an interesting or one, one or at the very least can lead to an interesting conversation. Yeah, I appreciate you thinking that one of my pre-show suggestions for a question is interesting, at least. So I was thinking about this last night as I was seeing people react to Kuzma because I did not actually get to watch the game last night. And I was thinking because he continued to play well and he's not stopped playing well, basically, since he put on a Laker uniform. And at first it was shocking. And now it's starting to get a little bit less shocking with each time it happens. And so I guess my question is, how long does he have to do this before everyone stops treating it as 
like this kind of shock or this novelty or people are over hyperbolizing it. Like, how long does he have to do this before you say, okay, maybe he is actually the second most talented player in the young core? Like, what's the minimum amount of more games he'd have to do this before you got your figurative Kuzma tattoo? Or literal. I don't know. I don't, I don't know your life. Well, all right. So I, I already have my, my Kuzma tattoo lined up. It's, it's, going to, it's going to be a tramp stamp. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to showing it off with my, with my brand new winter body. <clears throat> uh, but, but other than that, um, I, all right. So I think, I think we need about a quarter of the season under our belts uh, because that gives, or, or at least he needs to have faced a couple teams uh, twice in order for me to feel like, you know, he, those scouts have had enough time to, to kind of pick his game apart and, and figure out which things to force him into. Uh, he needs to develop chemistry with his team in whatever role that he plays. But a quarter of the season, if he makes it through a quarter of the season, maintaining something close to the statistical output he's been able to put together so far, I think we really at that point need to start looking at him as a legitimate blue chip asset. Yeah, I think a quarter of the season, I might even go sooner than that. Like maybe, just to one-up you, maybe like a fifth of the way through the season. Like 15 games in, if he's still – 15 games – I guess we should define what we're talking about by playing this well because right now he's second in the preseason in scoring. <laughs> so I don't think that he's going to be sa- – I don't need him to be second in the like in the regular season in scoring. If he was second in the regular season in scoring for like two weeks, I'd kind of be like – I'd actually just declare him the most talented member of the Lakers' young core. But I, I just mean like if he continues to impact games in the way that he has for the Lakers and look like a positive presence every single time he's out there on the floor for, I don't know, like what what's what's a fifth of the way into the season? Like 15 games? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess <clears throat> well, if, if, well, if he gets like 15 games into the regular season and he's still looking something like this, where he's shooting well from three, he's defending well, he's able to create his own shot and score, and just overall looking like uh, like what LeVar Ball told us Lonzo would be, then I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it to him. I think I think we're gonna have to call him like the second most talented player in this young core. Now, that would be a more interesting question, I guess, if. D'Angelo was still here. I, I think I could still say his name right. We aren't doing the fines yet. Um, but, I mean, like, Kuzma's killing it right now during the preseason. He's, like, he's like second. He's, I think he's, he leads the preseason in total points scored. Uh, second highest average behind Steph. He, had, he leads the league in points off the bench. Uh, and, you know, he's just been on fire. And if he continues to do anything close to this for, like, 10 or 15 games, I think you honestly, like, you have to call it, and it's not a fluke anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with 10's too soon. 10 is, I mean, the Lakers last year started I'm ready out, to overreact, Anthony. Let's do this. <laughs> well, the problem with the problem with even 20 games was, remember, last year at the 20-game mark, the Lakers were 10 and 10, and, you know, Lakers Twitter was talking about playoffs, and, and Lakers... Playoffs? Like, yeah, playoffs! But, like, they... You had you had people legitimately talking about a team that in a way that they should not have been talking about. And and look, it's really cool what Kuzma has done, but it's also it's also relative. 
<laughs> a, a lot of why people are so stoked about Kuzma is because they had literally zero expectations for Kyle Kuzma. So I guess I guess for me, I think we need to see him play long enough to be able to set expectations. And if he continues to meet or exceed these expectations, then okay, cool. All right, this guy is you know, legit. You know what other Lakers rookie had zero expectations for them and went on to be a pretty good player? Marcelo Huertas. I was uh, well, him too. But I was gonna, I was gonna say Kobe Bryant. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. Math checks out. I think Kuzma is gonna be a Hall of Famer. I think we can just call it now. Well, the the, the Laker uh, Twitter account because Kuzma was nibbling on his shirt, uh, sent that out and, and said Mamba mentality with it. So why not? He is no. I, a better tweet would have just been Kobe chewing on his jersey and the upgrade key. And then Kuzma chewing on his jersey. Speaking of Mamba mentality, did you see? Also, that would have been a great tweet. But did you see the uh, the report today from Pincus? I think it was who sent out the tweet that Luke thinks that Kuzma is kind of cutting off aspects of the offense to be able to get into pick and pop or 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 spot up kind of situations. Mamba mentality. Amazing. I'm telling you, man, he's already he's calling off plays during the preseason to go get his. It's so great. He's more Kobe is jealous of how Kobe Kyle Kuzma is. Do you think Kobe did that as a rookie? I don't know. Do we even have this film exists? That was so long ago. I mean, just I, I just it's just incredible the idea that these like. Him and Shaq were already coming to blows during the preseason yeah. because Kobe was breaking off plays. <laughs> Kuzma, you're my boy. I'm. I'm really. I, look, Seriously, like I wish I was as confident at anything as Kyle Kuzma is at basketball. Yeah, I'm probably that confident when it comes to my tweets, which is like a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, like that's you're like J.R. Smith confidence. Like Kyle <laughs> Kuzma is actually good. Oh man, painful, hurtful. Uh, I, let's let's extend this conversation though, and somebody on the other end of the spectrum here in terms of confidence and basketball ability is Brandon Ingram. And... Oh no, he has confidence. They're just he's closer to the Jr. end of the spectrum <laughs> right now, or like Jr. would be an improvement right now. So the a lot of people when people are asking about Kyle Kuzma getting into the starting lineup, and Luke said that he has thought about putting Kuzma in that starting lineup but said that he preferred the scoring ability with that second unit, um, which is a little questionable in my opinion. But a lot of people, when, when people think of or when fans think of Kyle Kuzma getting into the starting lineup, it has everything to do with jo- Julius Randle getting out of the starting lineup. My question is, at what point Everybody does... hates Julius Randle now. That's, that's my biggest <laughs> takeaway of the preseason. It's like, he can play well, and people are like, oh, all right, whatever. Maybe yeah, Julius is playing good tonight. He's got to be... Yeah. Uh, but uh, at what point do people start calling for Kuzma to take Ingram's spot? Because to me... If Anthony, Ingram... I was ahead of the game on this. During Harrison's hot takes, go back and check the tape. I called for <laughs> Kyle Kuzma to start over every single Lakers starter and go one on five one because on five. he was playing so well. What just one week ago? How we, how quickly we forget? And I just, I mean, I I stand by that now. He has proven me right. And Harrison's hot takes is apparently no longer parody. And I'm just now Lavar Ball speaking things into existence. <laughs> 
I would probably uh, I I would love to see your your Harrison's hot takes become predictive. That would be well, amazing. You better hope not, because I did say that the sun needs to destroy the planet because Brandon Ingram got Kobe's old locker. So what, what you guys need to look at right now is there's a fire right on the other side of the freeway from my house, so it kind of looks like the sun is taking over the world. And actually, I mean, I guess getting back to the topic at hand, Brandon Ingram has been horrible. So maybe my hot take about him being too much pressure because Kobe's old locker was uh, was not so far off. Yeah, I would I would probably agree. Although I, I think they gave that to Lonzo now, right? I don't know. Yeah, did I'm pretty they, sure they, they gave it back. They gave it to Lonzo. So. Oh my God, that would be so bad for Ingram. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99 percent sure they gave it to Lonzo. Like imagine Ingram walking into the locker room, going to the locker he had all last year, and then hey, they gave Zubats Kobe's suits old locker. So, <laughs> but just just imagine though, like he's, he goes up to his locker, he's ready to sit there and 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 get his stuff in there, and somebody from Lakers PR swoops in and is like, no, bud, nope, no, 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 no. just go to sorry, just go to Lou Williams' old locker. <laughs> go to Travis Outlaw, Outlaw's old locker. Oh man. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know if he got an out by a locker. He probably like. I don't know if they gave him one. Uh, but yes, Ingram not. is shooting. Anthony, if, if I had not just tipped my hand by get by asking, starting it this way, who would you guess is shooting the worst percentage of any player on the Lakers right now? Well, it has to be Ingram. Yeah, it's Ingram. Twenty six point seven percent over three games. That is my math. The math that is not good. According to the analytics, the actually the Lakers analytics director, I think, just resigned. <laughs> looking at that, like the you heard one? that stat, and it was just like, oh god, no, the, the numbers—they're bad now. I hate numbers. I'm going to go write poetry. No, it'd be great if it was, you know, somebody approached him and said, "All right, we need you to make this guy look good. What analytics can you make that make Brandon Ingram look good at basketball?" And he's like, and nope, he just I'm starts out. burning his computers. <laughs> I'm out. I'll see you guys later. I resign. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he he is just behind calming presence. Alex Caruso's thirty percent from the field. <laughs> Do you? All right, I'm legitimately starting to get concerned about Brandon Ingram. Do you share? Any I know you are. I listened. I actually listened to the show last night on my way home from not working all day until one a.m. Mm-hmm. And I um I I listened to you and Adam talk about it, and I I think they're is small reason for concern. I'm not going to like jump out there on the ledge with you because that seems relatively unsafe, but I think especially I'm not sure that like two people could fit on like a ledge, especially if one of them's you. And I you 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 take up like 3 square inches, you'd be fine. That's true, and I don't weigh that much, so I could just sit on your shoulders or something. But anyway, I think I don't think that there's reason to stand on a ledge. I think there's reason to like research where the nearest ledge is. Because because he has played really bad, and almost more worrying to me is the role that the Lakers have him in, where, I mean, I I don't know if this is just to, like, you know, you have to kind of have somebody take their lumps before they get good, and they're just like, all right, we're going to force him into a role that he's totally unqualified for, but maybe he'll learn, and he'll get gain something from it, kind of like the point guard thing last year, but... He's totally unqualified for this Kobe Bryant 
clone role they have him in right now and it's showing in his numbers it's showing you just you can just watch him and see it you don't have to looks like he's forcing everything yeah if you just if you didn't even look at the stats you would not think that brandon ingram is playing well you would think that he's playing confidently i would say that that's probably the biggest difference is he doesn't look like he's terrified of everything out there like he did last season but he he continues to shoot when he's missing, so maybe he does actually have that Mamba mentality, but he doesn't have that Mamba ability right now <laughs> or anywhere close to it, and it, it just it looks bad. And he's only 20, and I think that right now that's my best case on why you should just be map questing where the ledge is and not like standing on it as far as proverbially in terms of Ingram because he's only 20. And he has a lot of he has a lot of pressure being put on him right now. Lonzo is not in the lineup, which is I'm sure hurting him. And he's the only shot. I mean, Brooke Lopez came back last night and looked okay, but a lot of the times when Ingram has been on the floor, he is the only shot creator, and that makes it real easy for a defense to know what's coming once Ingram gets the ball. And he's not he hasn't been the most willing passer either. He just is going up with it because he can get his shot whenever he just can't make his shot whenever, and that's been the problem. So one of the things or one, one of my concerns with the direction that the Lakers have gone in since they drafted Lonzo Ball is I feel like Magic is running the team in the way that he would have liked the Lakers to be run when he was drafted, right? Because when he was drafted, he played a year with Norm Nixon, and then guess what happened? Norm Nixon was gone. Because that was Magic, before my time. Okay. Ma- Magic, Magic, Magic wanted the ball. He wanted to be the, the ball-dominant point guard. And he always wanted the attention that came with being with having the ball, right? And uh, he he then also got a coach fired. Uh, Paul, poor Paul Westhead was gone, and and in came Pat Riley because Pat Riley promised that he was going to play in the way that Magic thought that the Lakers should play, and <clears throat> that's fine when you have a talent like Magic Johnson, and Magic you know steps in and as a rookie wins. Uh, finals MVP because Kareem twists his ankle and Magic famously jumps center and plays all five positions in the deciding game against I think it was the Philadelphia 76ers you just like said that so dismissively like that was not that much of you're like oh all he did was like jump center and whatever and like win finals MVP as a rookie like that was kind of a big deal no I'm not I'm not I'm not but I'm saying that like when you have that kind of when you have a talent who can do that kind of thing because that is an insane accomplishment Yes. Especially for a rookie. Absolutely bananas. Yeah. And so when you have that kind of talent, it would make sense that you would bend the organization to that talent's will, right, within reason. And we just don't know if Lonzo has that kind of talent so far. They cleared out the point guard spot by trading D'Angelo Russell. I'm ready. I'm almost ready to declare that. Huh? I'm almost ready to declare that. Okay. (laughs) Bleacher Report sure is. But um, he... He, you, the, the Lakers moved D'Angelo Russell, a la moving Norm Nixon so that Magic could have the ball more, and in this case, Lonzo Ball can have the ball more. They simplify everybody's role around Lonzo Ball. Brandon Ingram, you were a creator last year. This year, you are only asked to score. Julius Randle, when you get a rebound, you get the ball to Lonzo Ball, and you get down the court and figure things out from there. Uh, you go through and KCP is, is as we saw last night a pretty freaking good passer and yet Lonzo is expected to do all the creating here and what I'm starting to get a little iffy about is are the Lakers going in a somewhat antiquated direction 
because of the guy that they drafted and the guy that they want so badly, need so badly to succeed, are they forcing this kind of su- uh, success on him when he may not necessarily be ready to succeed in a way that Magic was when he was a rookie? That is actually a fantastic line of thought that I had not really considered about as far as like obviously the parallels between Magic and Lonzo are obvious like Magic drafting his who he hopes is the next him that kind of thing but running it like he would have wanted it run is not something I had thought a whole lot about and it's really interesting I I think maybe there's some truth to that I think maybe he feels like and he probably should feel like as one of the greatest point guards in NBA history if not the greatest that that you know, he feels like he knows how point guards should be treated and the way that they should be handed the keys, not just that they should, but the specific way to set up a rookie point guard for success. And in Magic's case, the best way to set up a point guard was to give him the ball and have him be the entire engine of the team because Magic, he was Magic freaking Johnson and he was like one of the best players ever. But if Lonzo, that's it's interesting to think that he might. Or, I mean, we kind of already know that he considers Alonzo that level of talent. Just you know, listen to Magic talk for five seconds. And But if Alonzo isn't that and Magic is running the franchise like he is, then yeah, I mean, that is that, that could end up being problematic. I think it's too early to say whether or not Alonzo is that. And so this could end up working out. Again, we're massively overanalyzing preseason. Mm-hmm. But... I, I think Lonzo, I think, I guess just to tie all this up, like, I think Lonzo is going to be really, really good. And obviously Magic thinks that too. But if he's running it like Lonzo is going to be really, really good and he's building the whole team and he seems to be building the whole team with that kind of idea in mind and Lonzo is not, then yeah, this is a colossal screw up and that's, it's not going to go well. Unless they, you know, like back their way into Paul George and LeBron James next summer. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an interesting line of thought, and it's way off of where we originally started on talking about Ingram and Kuzma as going for the starting position. But actually, I don't know. Like that—that that is, it's something to consider, I guess. And it's a bias that Magic could be prone to, where he thinks about from Longo's perspective, like how Magic would have wanted things run and how Magic would have wanted things done and how they should have been done for Magic. And he's just trying to give Lonzo that. But if Lonzo's not worth it, then that's a problem. If that is if that is a train of thought, wouldn't it make sense to have Kuzma go into the starting lineup for one of these guys because he is more of the prototypical scorer to go? He to? is, as we've said, as we've said before, he is Lonzo's Ramora fish. Now he's shown that he can do things without Lonzo, but he is probably the player on this team that fits with Lonzo best offensively of anyone. And I, by that thinking, he should be just because Lonzo as quickly as Lonzo as passes. Yeah. Kuzma has that mentality as far as it goes as shooting. Like if Lonzo sets him up with a hair to fire, with like a hair of room to fire, Kuzma's going to fire. Like the shot's already off. Mm-hmm. In an, in a simple way too. Like he he doesn't overthink things. He just no. Kuzma does not think at all. He just gets buckets. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mamba mentality. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're going to set the record for most times saying that in in a show. I think I think this is something to kind of keep an eye on. I it might. Would be... you start him over Ingram right now? Yes. Because you asked the question. You would. I would. You don't think that that is going is something that's going to hurt Ingram? Because right now for Kuzma, he probably even has to feel like he's found money. And if you demote Ingram for him right away, I don't know if that's – I feel like that's too big of a blow to the ego to potentially to overcome. 
this early in his career. I don't know that he's ready for that as a 20-year-old to be demoted back to the bench when the talk all summer was about how he was one of the leaders and the untouchable guys on this team. See, things have to change, though. And as soon as Ingram came out and played, look, I don't think... I I think you got to give it a little longer. I would, I, I would I do. at most give Ingram about seven to ten games because this isn't I think that's a, fair and then you see how you see if Kuzma's still playing this way and that's kind of the timeline that I was saying for when they should consider like him you know as one of these pieces if it, in seven to ten games into the regular season Kuzma still looks like this and Ingram still looks like Ugh, then uh I think you gotta you you got I mean you throw Kuzma out there yeah. but I, I think he's got to prove a little bit more first yeah it's it's I would throw him out there, and maybe you throw Kuzma I, out there instead of Randall too. That's the other option. Well, that I mean, again, and and this is again abiding by the thinking or the theory that I just threw out there a second ago is that look, if you're going to minimize Julius Randall's role so long as he's playing on the court with Lonzo Ball, then give Randall the opportunity to run the second unit, and you throw Kuzma out there, who makes more sense for what you're asking of that role alongside Lonzo, and so. It's just all I all I'm trying to do is all right. If this is if this is the thinking that they are rolling with with so long as Lonzo is is on the court and healthy and all of these things, which by the way he needs to get healthy. I, it looks like he's going to he be. May, it, no, I think they just declared him out for their next game. Yes, so he's, he's definitely I, out for that game. Yeah, so I, I think they may just shut him down for the preseason at this point. If they already declared him out for tomorrow, uh, there's one more game after this. Yeah, there's one more game on Friday, I believe. I, th- I mean, he's going to need a practice. I think that's something that Luke has always been consistent with um, and about. But I, as of right now... Yeah, their now, final preseason game is against the Clippers on Friday. I would hope he plays a little bit in it because you he still hasn't played with Brooke Lopez. And he still, I don't think, has really practiced with Brooke Lopez, right? Because he's been getting... No, bro, Lopez it. started to come back right as Lonzo was hurt. Yeah, so I think he needs as many reps with Lopez as he can uh, get because, one, Lopez really helps his game, and two, because those guys are going to be kind of the two cornerstones of of the offense and kind of sort of the defense uh, until we figure out who is going to be that kind of third guy before KCP um, and after Lonzo and Brooke. I would say, you know, they need to see, is it going to be Kuzma or is it going to be KCP then Kuzma or is it going to be Ingram and then KCP or Randall and then so and so on and so forth. But they they need to figure these things out if they want to have anything close to consistent chemistry moving into what's always already going to be a tough season this year. The Western Conference looks insane <laughs> and, and that's who they're going to be playing against more more often than not. And so you need to get some kind of consistency before you start getting into, you know, four game. Well, th- what is it? Two games and three nights, or or four games. I don't think they have a stretch of four games or five nights where you don't really get to practice, and all the chemistry is brought on by time spent on the court with each other. You need to. It'd be nice to get some kind of momentum heading into the season. Yeah, and we'll see if they're able to do that, but. Um... I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that I certainly don't think that they should risk. I, and I know you're not saying this, but they shouldn't risk Lonzo's ankle at all if they don't have to. And I agree with you for all the reasons that you stated that reps with Lopez are important, but not if they come at the expense of Lonzo's health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Because, like I said, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, and you know, you want to make sure that his career is set up for that. 
how what are the chances that I get added about my talking about D'Angelo Russell and you not getting added about talking about D'Angelo Russell when both you and I talked about that guy as much as is like about equally the same? I don't know. It's just, I feel like this is a trap. I'm I'm just I'm getting ready for for what is what is probably coming. I'm, I can't wait again to be told that I am a, a D'Angelo Russell stan. I mean, if you would stop standing for D'Angelo Russell and just embrace the cult of ball, then, you know, maybe that would stop. But you continue to be a hater, so. I am. I am. I am. I am a, I actually, I'm wearing a jersey right now that has Lonzo Ball's number two, but says he hate me on on the back of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So that does it. Anything else that we, that we missed? I don't think we really did. No, I, th- I think we pretty much talked about everything. I-, I mean, I thought that it was interesting, Luke Walton's comments on saying that he- him and Magic are telling Ingram that he's like trying too hard and being too serious and that he should just have fun was a little Joker-esque to me. It was like, like basically asking Brandon Ingram, why so serious? Just put a smile on that face. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, Ingram, I don't like, know poor the- Ingram, like... <laughs> He has to be thinking like, all right, start the season. They need me to score 20 points a game or they'll be disappointed. I can't score 20 points. I'm physically incapable of doing that. I'm, <laughs> there's no way they should have ever had these expectations for me. I got to try really, really hard. Hey, dude, calm down. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I mean, people people talk like people say that I look like a giraffe and people call me a giraffe all the time. Ingram looks like a giraffe out there, like a baby giraffe yeah. running in the walls. Yeah. Especially when he's playing against like a bigger four or a bigger small forward, he's just—it's just—they almost have this like "that's cute" look on their face yeah. as he's trying to do something. <laughs> exactly. All right, that does it for this episode. Lakers. He play. looks confident. So, I mean, my my biggest takeaway from the preseason with Ingram is yes, the results haven't been good, but if the muscle and the skills start to come a little bit, the confidence is going to help. And so, at age twenty, maybe that's enough for right now. I wish I, I wish I could agree there. I wish I could, but I can't, man. You know me, always the optimist, Anthony. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Our, our, all right, I gotta go. I can't, my backyard's on fire. I will talk to we will talk to everybody again tomorrow after the Lakers play. Who do the Lakers play? The Lakers play the Jazz tomorrow night. Or tonight, by the time you're listening to this, most likely. On Tuesday. Tuesday night, they play against the Jazz. As always, we do not understand how time works on this show. (laughs) One day we'll figure it out. Until Until then, we will talk to everybody again after that game. Enjoy it. Go Dodgers tonight. Clear this out and jump into the Diamondbacks pool. Vikings, please make Mitchell Trubisky look like uh, like a rookie. That's all I ask. I don't really ask that much from sports. I'm asking for too much from sports, aren't I? If you're asking for happiness, then yes. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good one, everybody.